I was yeah, thinking all your clothing had. choices. <laughs> what about clothes? Oh like yes. There's like a couple outfits that specifically stick in my head. There's a pair of pants that were very tight that fit Erica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't yeah. really fit you. <laughs> that was his Jonas brother. We pants. were, yeah, yes. there, there was a Jonas my phase of my curling. Longboarding, hair. skateboarding. I was rediscovering myself when I came down here. Like, you know. You went through a couple of phases. It's okay. It was like you went from that to Urban Cowboy to Urban Cowboy. This is a mistake. This is this was a mistake. I'm Martha Ellen. I'm Shelby. I'm Josh. And today we are joined by Caitlin. And Alan, <laughs> Caitlin, and Alan Slattery. Um, I'm super excited that they're here. They're two of my oldest and best friends. Um, so yeah, excited to have you guys here. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, just anything interesting you got? Alan, you want to go first? Oh, I'm going first. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just a pretty normal guy, I think. But you're not. um yeah i don't know i'm just what What do you do i'll give this i think caitlin maybe you should go first i'm originally from minnesota um i moved down here to do a christian ministry school thing (laughs) and decided the love of his life decided (laughs) nope on the back end of that (laughs) but it was great because i met caitlin and um made it all worth it and yeah definitely made it all worth it everything has been great Uh, but yeah i'm just working in birmingham right now um but we both graduated from savannah college of art and design scad and i did accessory design um so i do handmade shoes sandals belts leather goods wallets purses things like that cool so extremely talented thanks (laughs) (laughs) drool over your stuff all the time (laughs) and my name's caitlin i'm his other half um and once we you know after we courted because that's what you did in the christian community (laughs) 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 we began our life at you know getting married at 20 years old and i was 23 yep and tears into that we were like let's go to college and not only that <laughs> let's go to art school yeah so we uprooted everything we had like really stable full-time jobs we could have kept with it but we we're like no we want more this might be crazy and so we went to um scad and left everything and went on this adventure and graduated four years later and then we're like you know what we really we don't want to move to a big city we want to go back to Birmingham and build something and like have a legacy and yeah yeah. and and like we want to have a family we're you know those millennials we want to have it all so we want to (laughs) I'm like why does everyone make that out sound like it's a bad thing I'm like I want a healthy work-life balance why does everyone scoff who's older I'm like because they know how hard it is to achieve it yeah I know no they're like oh they want a work-life balance I'm like wouldn't you want that too like okay like (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we came back to Birmingham and we've just been spending the past two years building community and trying to find our place back in the city. Um, and, uh, now we're going to be opening up a shop next week, actually. So crazy. So that way I can live out my creative dreams along with Alan and have my son in tow, who's a little six month old. Yeah. Little cutie. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin, what do you major in? Oh, illustration. So I do, um, I've done, like, as far as what I've been commissioned for is been more editorial illustration. So my more, like, high name clients is NPR and um, Darling Magazine. Cool. And so both of those were great. And then I have some others, but, like, one's in Italian. It's hard to pronounce and things like that. So um, <laughs> I really love it. I'm still going to be carrying that fully into what I do for the shop. But it, mainly how the shop came about was the idea that we needed a source of income where we can still have creative energy, but, um, like, while we build a freelance business and while we get Alan's accessory line going, 
like we needed an outlet because what I've been doing for 10 years is food service Mm -hmm. and I can't do that with a six month old. Um, I can't uh, keep doing the like turn on and off again regarding like managing a whole person's business and then trying to have your own like side hustle and be a mom is insane. So I just cut one of those out and so now I'm taking the full dive into um, <laughs> owning a business. <laughs> Might be crazy. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. But we've always been kind of crazy. Yeah, we've so. always been those that yeah. those friends. They're like... I wonder if people really do say that sometimes. I think they do. I think we leave dinner parties and they're like, oh, I wouldn't want you to You just don't fit the the traditional mold. Like we you do want not. like you want work and you want family and you want balance and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, because I've known you guys for so long, I feel like I can, I can speak pretty Yeah. I have some, you know, knowledge. But um <laughs> like I don't know, you guys are just the ones who are like, you know what? I want to go to art school. Let's do it. Everyone else is like, "Oh, that would have been fun." I'm going to stay here and I'm going to get my business degree and I'm going to have this traditional job that I got from, you know, like my dad's company or something. And you guys are like, no, I want to like push the limits. I want to build a business. I have this insane creative energy that I need to release and I'm going to make it happen. So you do. And also you like pick up and move to France for three months <laughs> with, with, with a newborn, with, with a newborn, three month old. Yeah, so you guys um, oh, thank God just got back from France. <laughs> yeah, we we had such a good time, and we were super super blessed with with first if of all we the had opportunity. Needed a hospital, like yeah, that and been then just so bad. <laughs> going yeah, to a hospital yeah. in another country is like the worst thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's like terrifying. I mean, even Granted, in France, in Africa, deve- yeah, but <laughs> France, it's it this little hilltop village that you have to, you know, do 30 minutes of windy yeah. roads just to get to. So if there was an actual emergency that happened, we'd be in trouble. And it took so. me two hours to get Glad. to the hospital. <laughs> but anyway, so France, what were you guys doing there? We went with SCAD. Um, so SCAD has this program called the Alumni Atelier Program. And so basically they, um, it's like a short term, I'd say it's a short term residency. residency. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like 10 weeks and they, I mean, foot the bill for everything. So they paid for us to go over there. Uh, They have a campus there. So that's why like they can kind of do this. Um, but yeah, they bring alumni over to do a project that you pitch. And, um, so they fund it, they get you over there. I mean, you eat with the students and the dining hall and everything but i mean it was just amazing so we have hours that we have to keep while we're doing this project and kind of be open to the public seeing us and coming in and doing the charades charades game showing a bag and Hmm. trying to do i don't know whatever french i can which was nothing (laughs) (laughs) did y'all have like a lot of like native people come or was it a lot of american speaking well there was quite a, a bit i mean there's germans and a lot of dutch hmm. it was insane like because i was like as soon as we would get a handle on french then it would be like well i'm speaking like you know an entirely different language than that but usually usually there was like a lot of belgians that came mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. almost every belgian that came through new english which mm-hmm. is great and then um there was a lot of French. Like, there's a lot of French who come in from the bigger cities, and then, like, they kind of have condos there or, like, mm-hmm. apartments that they stay for the summer. Um, so we had a lot of those kind of yeah. summertime locals. Right. Mm. So. Yeah. But. It was great, though. We, um, so we played the role of ambassador for both um, tourists and students because there was about a hundred uh students there at the time during the summer and the majority of them were in fashion and um, fashion marketing and that kind of thing so we were able to be a tool and resource and alan was able to speak more to the actual the technical and design portions regarding fashion but then i was able to talk about self-promotion um because that's (laughs) what i did for a little over a year when i first got back to birmingham which was just networking and cold calling and emailing and every avenue possible and if you're representing an artist in fashion it can translate the same to illustration it can translate you know it's basically you're selling yourself and how you can do that um and promote you know promote the best of you and so i was able to do that with students um even though it wasn't my field of expertise it still was able to you know it was relevant 
Yeah. Yeah. So we help students kind of be a middleman between real life after school and the professors and kind of bridge that gap and then play ambassador for the school for tourists coming in, things like that. And then on top of it, we did this project. So I did, um, some leather handbags, um, and some espadrille sandals, um, keychains, passport covers, wallets, yeah, all that. And then I illustrated on it. So that was the kind of husband wife team thing they wanted to do is they wanted hand painted leather travel accessories. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was great. We completed our assignment. And then during that time, um, as well, Alan was able to come out with like a five piece collection that he feels very solid about, um, to launch under his name, like American noble, and we'll be housing that first at Dreamer Supply Company, the store that we're opening up. And then we're going to like start getting wholesaler, um, like retailers all over the country. So, but it was really That's great. The plan. That's the plan. <laughs> but you know how plans work. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But yeah, France is great. And I mean, it was just great to be, I mean, it sounds great because it's France. But I mean, just the time, like especially as an artist, I think the most valuable thing is time yeah i mean it could have been in a basement in birmingham and i would have been like oh my gosh a a paid resources like all i have to do is create and focus on art you don't have to do eight to ten hours at a normal job and then like power eat through something kiss the baby kiss me go shut yourself in a studio and like work stuff it was just like we had our nice little time we would take walks together as a family and we would get to work and collaborate and be like oh do you like this color oh no i think it's a little yellowy da, da, da. <laughs> and so just that time was incredible being yeah able taking to... the pressure off was something i didn't i mean it was i knew it was going to be amazing but something that i didn't that was the most valuable aspect of it it's just being be able to so get away from important obligations and and just knowing that you have like tomorrow so i i didn't get it done today i have tomorrow yeah Yeah, i have a full day tomorrow to worry about it oh i only got it halfway done that day Mm -hmm. i have another day it's gonna be okay like what's the adjustment been like coming back to birmingham (laughs) since that that seems tough I think the biggest too has been um, going back to a commuter commuter lifestyle. So whereas we weren't in a car pretty much the entire summer, except for when we'd have to go to take trips to the grocery store or the market or something. Um, And then the second thing is just the, the pure like craziness that is um, my family. (laughs) I love that. So if you guys don't, you obviously don't know, but we live in a house with there's eight of us total and it's a big house. It's a large house, but, but still, it's not that large. I mean, it, it's not that large because we fill it up. Exactly. I mean. everyone, yeah, everyone has their own space. Everyone has their own room. It's fine, but it's still a lot. It's a lot yeah. to try to juggle. You know, my aunt is forty something, and she's trying tender out, which is a whole saga in itself. And then my sister is trying to, you know, move up in her career. So she's like going on interviews every other day. And she's also like wanting, you, you know, need, to like, enter the dating part pool. series. And of then, this is a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably just invite her aunt. over. <laughs> <laughs> and I say True. that lovingly. Um, and then, you know, my dad is approaching 60 and he's just very, um, you know, contemplating of that and wondering what his life is about. And then my mom is like trying to negotiate. They're building a house, they're renovating a house next door. So, you know, it takes her like eight days to pick out tile because she's just afraid of making the wrong decision. And then my younger <laughs> sister is just like obsessed with just. And Disney and she just has no other like musicals in Disney. Like I'll ask her, I'll be like, Oh, what did you do today? She'll be like, well, let me just tell you about Moana. And I'm like, okay, like, like <laughs> that's all you want to discuss. And then Harrison is just, you know, happy. So six months. Yeah. A little six month old. Yeah. So all of y'all live in one house. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, cool. So community dining, yeah, all of that. Like so community. when you, there's times where it's like, dang, this is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then there's times where it's like, I want to walk around, shut naked. your door and just <laughs> scream. Leave yeah. me alone. But yeah, there should I th- be an end date. It's no soon. one it's knows soon. what it is, no but there knows. is a no date. In I the think future, that it has been next door. Yes. Yeah, so my parents and my sisters have both, they have been there for um, a year and two months I can't when it was supposed it's been to be. I know, yeah, I know it was supposed to be two months. 
Two months. Two months has turned into 14 months. Looks that tile for 365 days. It's just insane. And so, um, and I'm so glad they're able to do this because this is going to be their final home. I mean, they, I'm, when I like step back from it and I'm not, I don't get as frustrated because, you know, they went through with that whole Wells Fargo scandal with the housing problems like where you know like houses foreclosed upon all over the america and like wells fargo like made all this money one payment yeah in and 12 lost, years yeah and that was it lost their house i did not hear yeah, that. It was yeah it's insane like it happened to them and like six or seven other friends that they know like just in birmingham alone and that it was a very common thing like people like they passed legislation so you had people who would live in their house for two years like be told be told you know what i mean like and then they would a legislation pass and they were like okay yeah, yeah let's go to court now and there's no way they could possibly um do it so my parents lost their house like after paying on it for 12 years and i can't even imagine what that's like so they were able to buy a house for cash and they've been able to renovate it in cash like and so when they move in it'll be mortgage free it'll give them peace of mind and so that has given me peace like you know i haven't really pushed the issue too much because i'm happy they're able to do that so they won't have that hanging over their head because you know like i don't know what their situation is like they're getting older they've been (laughs) self-employed so i'm like i'm really happy they'll have at least that like you know like thing to look forward to so that's why we haven't really you know push it but i mean the and plus their house is gonna be nicer than ours so yes we'll just go invade their we'll house we'll go over <laughs> the new like you just stay new up and you don't leave. And, yeah <laughs> right. i'll be like we'll just move over we'll finish it too much just give us two months yeah um, <laughs> 1.6 months later. yeah so there's i mean six years years later. Yeah. <laughs> something like that time's about you know six yeah. seven but it definitely takes an adjustment like I was used to cooking for me and Alan and portioning it out. So that way we I actually cooked for four. So we would both have lunch the next day right. being very good, like healthy, all that kind of stuff. And my parents are so, I think cause they've had so many, so limited luxuries in life. They like view food as a luxury and, and they're very impulsive. So I could be like, okay, I'm have like chicken plan tonight. Da, da, da. And they're like, but I'm really feeling burgers. I'm like, but that's not, this is what I'm cooking. Yeah, but ugh, let's go get a burger. I'm like, guys, like this is no, like you're wondering, like, where's my money? I'm like, cause you just get, you let your stomach like rule the way. Right. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> but Alan and I just don't live like that. So now I'm having to, you know, not plan meals for two people. Now it's, I actually need to plan it for like 14 people cause everyone has to take their food like the next day. So you're thinking, you know, so it's just becomes this massive thing. I'm like, peeling potatoes for an army like over here Golly. and if i just let my mom take hold control of the cooking it'd be like everything with ground beef everything <laughs> and so i'm trying to make it like interesting and healthy yeah. and they're like what is bok choy i'm like trust me you'll like it it'll be good <laughs> what are those fresh herbs you'll love it oh yes. what is in this you should be a chef all no, thank say, you. Like, it is <laughs> it has been very good too i mean like france was amazing we mm-hmm. had a good time there and before we went it was exciting thinking like oh my gosh we live in this crazy house and it's just gonna be so nice to be us just Mm -hmm. me caitlin harrison that's it and then we get over there and it's like oh my god it's just us (laughs) we just want time together who can take care of this kid just just really small luxuries like being able to take a shower or you know if alan and i just wanted to watch a movie alone and hold hands and eat popcorn like without being interrupted you know something like that like little things that we used to love and and now that we're back like my sister is you know watching him tonight with you know like they're hanging out and she put him to sleep and i don't even have to think about it because i know that she'll love and take care of him where i couldn't do that in france i'd be like it's just us i'd be like if we were recording this podcast i'd be like sorry for the baby screams yeah (laughs) that's like just the reality yeah sam well, I want to hear a little bit more about the shop, kind of the vision for it, the dreams behind it, um, who will be housed in the shop, and all those kinds of things. Awesome. Make it's it. your shop. Oh. <laughs> Our <laughs> shop. <laughs> Excuse well, you me. You looked at me, so. I know. I was just checking to see like um, if you like wanted to start. Oh, you want me to start? Well, no, it's fine. Uh, um, uh, 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 um, Dreamer Supply Company... Um, 
actually the the idea <laughs> I can talk about can I talk how it was kind of born out of a mistake like <laughs> talk about whatever okay. you want <laughs> so um when I actually came up with the idea of dreamer supply company and the name and everything I was probably at the lowest part Point in my life. I had just moved back to Birmingham and I'd spent all of fall of 2016 trying to force my way back into the city's heart. Like, mm-hmm. like trying to reconnect with the friends, trying to do something. I have an entire folder of, it's so sad, like I marked it cover letter graveyard of all the places I tried to get my way into. I graduated from this incredible design school, but um, I didn't realize that I'd be passed up for Auburn grads because they knew the same profession. You know, like yeah. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh yeah, it's, it's about who you know. It's about who you know because you're like, oh yeah, I went and had the same professor. So you have this like, I I completely relate. But at the same time I was like, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. I promise. And so you're yeah. just like doing that whole thing. Couldn't find a job to save my life. I had just applied to Cheesecake Factory um, to work on a line as a, um, which was insane. And I went to like a creative, but while I was waiting to hear back from that, um, I was at this, you know, creative seminar with all these other women and they're just all like, none of them have to do the hustle. None of them have Mm -hmm. to like want this. It's just something that, you know, their husbands all like have engineering jobs or medical things or something that they don't have to work. Like they're like, Oh, I think I just might do this for fun. Or, you know, it's getting a little too much. I think I'm just going to scale back or something. And they don't really want it. They don't really want it. They're just looking for a time to fill. Anyways, I went to like, I need to pay my rent. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Or like, this is my profession and you're treating it like it's just a hobby. And so I was at this conference and they're trying to like say conference. There was like 10 of us. And, and this room and they're trying to like pump everyone up and like if you can visualize it you can do it and and I just wanted to like throw something at everyone because I'm like you do not understand I just I'm a college graduate and I'm having to go apply to work on a line at Cheesecake Factory for five dollars less an hour than I'm used to making this is ridiculous so anyways I was at this thing and I just was you know I I will attribute it to this that I was um, glad that they were making us go through this like word process thing and they were just like told us to shut our eyes and visualize something and I thought about it like Alan and I have always been called dreamers and I really I think that's always been used negatively because it's oh you dream dreamers like you know it's lofty it's unattainable it's just kind of like oh you're never going to just settle into something but I'm because also we we do we always I I mean we have a lot of like we have a lot of that but I'm going to do this now and it's like uh-huh, okay, okay but the thing right. is we do it like we yeah. we dream something and we do it so we have this nice dreamer and doer mentality so it's not just something loftier we wish we would do this we figure out a way a course of action for it to happen and so or if it won't work yeah which i think gets you guys are always like when i think about hard-working people like you guys are possibly number one in my mind because ever since i've known you it's just been like you are constantly striving to be better, to refine your skill, to work harder, like whatever it is. And you are dreamers. And I think that that is such a beautiful thing because you do have something in mind. You have a goal and you're like, I want to try and achieve that. You work as hard as you can to see if it will work out or if it'll fa- not fail, but just if it kind of dissolves and passes away, then you move on to the next thing and you always have another dream to pursue, mm-hmm. but it's always in the same vein. So you're always constantly striving for the same end goal. It's just going to look different the way that you get there. But yeah, like super hard workers. Like when you were talking about your, (laughs) your cover letter graveyard, like I was sitting there and you were like, I'm going to, um, post, I'm going to just start, uh, sending out letters. I have about 56 letters I'm sending out to all these companies. And I was like, what in the I was like I don't and think the sheer amount enough. of research that I would do to try to you know what I mean it's like okay I guess when you're starting to date someone I'll relate it to that you go and you like try to find every bit of the internet presence about them so I'm looking mm-hmm. up news articles about these companies and what they've done I'm stalking their social media presence who works there where are their LinkedIn's I'm going mm-hmm. to all over the employees and I craft this beautiful cover letter in a way that I could just slip right in into their organization and be an asset not one 
single email or thing. I didn't get a single interview in that whole process. And I still can't believe it because I've never, ever had to fight for a job because I've always been able to have hard work equals, you know, a job and paying money. And so to have that truth shaken so Mm. completely upon moving back was I mean, I didn't think I was going to recover from that. (laughs) I mean, Alan didn't know what to do with me. He was just being super supportive and loving, but he'd come home and I just was like a shell of myself, like, cause I just have always been able to be, just strive and make things happen and, and Mm -hmm. prove myself to people. And so the fact that no one would even give me a chance to just, you know, talk Mm -hmm. or, or be in front of them, it was awful. And the the fact that you don't even get an answer it's no. yeah i mean Gosh. that's the most frustrating it's like just yeah. tell me no and that you're yes. crap and go away i can like, do it with rejection so easily right but just the just silence was the worst just email me back i could literally be like no we're not gonna hire yeah, you thank you cool yeah. like i just don't want to like check my email every five oh, minutes yeah. like, i felt like the neediest <laughs> person i i literally just i mean i even had it where it would pop up on my phone as a notification but i would still oh, yeah. just sporadically check yeah. it i was like maybe <laughs> i missed the update maybe i refresh it it would just yes. show up and it just it broke my heart like over mm-hmm. and over but i still like set myself up for it i'd be like maybe maybe yeah. someone said something yeah. And it was just, it was insane. I just remember like looking around. And so I did, I, you know, I had to, cause I needed it. That six month student loan thing where it hits is, mm. was a bitch and it was just <laughs> awful. And so I took the cheesecake factory job right before the holidays. I was working up until like Christmas, like day, you know, it was just insane. And so I just remember looking down the line. I'm the one woman on four and with 14 other men they're all laughing at me because I've like never smoked weed before and they keep calling me unicorn because they're like that's rarer than a damn unicorn and I was like oh that's so funny haha and um (laughs) (laughs) and um you know and I just am like I'm a college graduate I like have so many dreams I want this to happen like I did not picture you know in seven months later after graduation that I would still be in this position. I'm like hitting a ceiling that I cannot break through at all. Yeah. And, but I need this job. Like, and so I was going, you know, coming home at midnight, never seeing Alan every night. And then we had like a miscarriage and then it was just, it was just like, ugh, like all the darkness yeah. all at once. But it was interesting because like during that time, um, uh, I met a friend, Sarah Mia Arenas, and she actually honestly was my saving grace and my lifeline during that time. Like we, mm-hmm. I think, rebuilt each other in a way that we needed. We would have coffee. And even if we didn't have like staple jobs and like all this kind of stuff, we would come and like connect and have creative time. And it was just such a great um, transition from this like dark period into like hope, really, yeah. you know? And so that was um, fantastic. And then from that, then just like opportunities, even though it still was a struggle for another like six months, like opportunities just started showing up. And um, I got a couple months later, I got plugged into Woodlawn Cycle Cafe. And even though I really didn't want to go back into the restaurant industry, it was really interesting being the general manager there because it automatically plugged me into a community and where... Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't in the community at all. I realized that, you know, I didn't come back to the church world that I was. And it's an entirely different bubble. Like, if you're not in, uh, like, so I was, that's how Martha Ellen and I knew each other. We were in the Highlands bubble. And mm-hmm. so when I didn't, when I came back and I wasn't in that, like, you know, direct vein, I, it's incredibly isolating to come back and try to make adult friends and try to, like, so connect hard. when you have no, like, <laughs> you know, foundation to do that. And so, um, Woodlawn cycle honestly gave me a family again. It Mm -hmm. gave me like being able to, um, even realize the shop and make it happen. I couldn't have done it. Like if I had tried to do this shop two years ago, it would have failed miserably because I didn't have these connections and community and, and Mm -hmm. I, and I love it. It's it's been something that's been coming for a long time because I think we've always just, I don't know, we like odd, interesting things that we like and just kind of want to, but we we love giving and just sharing and gifting and things like that. So I think we've always had this idea for kind of a a lifestyle store like this. And I mean, you had the idea originally from that kind of creative 
woman yeah let's <laughs> wow you can dream it you can do it <laughs> i don't know i mean it was all girls there yeah. anyways um, um but yeah i mean there would be no way there was no way that that idea seed of an idea was even gonna be possible at that time because like we're broke we're still broke but mm-hmm. we're mean, making it work we're making it work yeah um but i mean then yeah she was just it's in amazing. such a emotionally tumultuous time and um but i mean it gave us hope and kind of something to strive for and just realizing that we've always tried to do the right thing like you get the right job you go do this thing you talk to that person that gets you this and that and blah 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 whatever and it's just never made us happy. Like mm-hmm. it's never led to something that we're just thinking. Or it just doesn't work. For yeah, us. we love this. Mm-hmm. We always love where we're at. I mean, I love the job that I'm doing right now. And yeah, I could be there for another five or more years. Like, and it would be great because it is such a good place to work, and I enjoy and love the people that I work with. Um, but I don't know, like it just got frustrating watching her especially go through all the things it's like i have never ever seen someone who is so dedicated to just figuring it out yeah. i mean don't make me cry like you don't have to have <laughs> I'm about to cry too <laughs> like if there's a puzzle if life was a puzzle she just throws away the box and says forget it i'll figure it out like i don't need that damn picture <laughs> and i mean so I don't even know. I don't even know how she does it. Like, I really need to just take a class from Caitlin, like, because the networking and just like the internet sleuthing that she does to mm-hmm. find these opportunities and everything is just crazy. And to see that not work, and just all the things that you're supposed to do, just made us say, "Fuck it, we're just mm-hmm. forget it. Can like, it's that? over. Like, yeah, yeah. You can say, <laughs> just you can say as many yeah. fucks as you want." <laughs> It was just so dumb and just realizing sometimes sometimes it takes doing the right thing at the right time that you're supposed to do. And then sometimes it just says, forget it and taking the risk and jumping in. Yeah. And so we've always wanted to create this. We've always had this dream and this life that we want to kind of make and create for ourselves and for other people. And so I think that's kind of how Dreamers Supply Company mm-hmm. is coming about. Just it's a place and also I just realized too over the past year or two years actually that there is this creative um hunger mm. in the city um that's not being fulfilled completely. Like it started like I've seen it flourish with like the loft show. Like that it's been a fantastic needed event that's happened where you know you're celebrating both music and art and makers and, and you know all that like in community and it's different every time it's not um you know like I got frustrated at even like the art walk this year or the past couple years because I remember like six or seven years ago I feel like it was actually kind of like innovative and interesting and now it's just like a bunch of different versions of the Vulcan and the (laughs) and I just I I don't understand like why because then when I show people things or you know when they see the poster go up for um the loft show and everyone is just like so impressed and excited and they're like yes that is different or they you know listen to the this was a mistake podcast and they're like thank god like something of entertaining creative value in Birmingham and people really are like wanting it. And so I was like, you know, what? I just like want to house it or house this in, um, in, in, a sh- in the form of a shop. So everything, everyone's like, what kind of shop is it? Is it like a soap shop? Is it like a book shop? I'm like <laughs> the best thing that we can say is, I mean, but it's true. All of it, all of it. <laughs> so it's really closer. The, what we've just been saying is a lifestyle store because it's going to have like, well, well-designed like magazines and it'll have Alan's leather accessories. It'll have beauty products. It'll have amazing art that changes every month. I want to celebrate illustrators. I want to celebrate makers of like all kinds. I'll have jewelry, you know, and, but the biggest thing is that we are a small business that want to celebrate other small businesses and, and, uh, support them. And, but in a very curated way. So it's not just, 
grabbing whatever we can or you know everything has to be like cotton themed because we're in the south and everything has to be barbecue and cotton and roll <laughs> towel and it's God, just no, not another. and it's just like that market that's great but it's filled like that yeah. is yeah. taken care of and we need to create something different and unique and so i feel like that we've really done that i've been like working on building vendors and trying to create an experience for you know years now and it's so exciting to be able to have followed you know this one um, illustrator that I love and to be able to say like here's money I'm supporting you I want to buy like illustration prints from you and carry your book and carry like this mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's such an amazing feeling to be able to say like I think I believe in you this much and I think that other people will too mm-hmm. and to introduce mm-hmm. things that aren't in Birmingham yet at all like mm-hmm. I purposely chose all of my vendors aren't currently represented in Birmingham and if they are locals then they aren't um, in stores at other places. So I'm not going to have like the same t-shirt at, right. you know, 12 different locations within the Birmingham area. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, yeah. the habit is like, mm-hmm. Oh, let's like just oversaturate yeah. this. Let's just like sell Make the same thing now. everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. I know that seems kind of vague about what it's about, but there is, um, there will be constantly moving product. There will be, um, inspired by the love show um i'll be having like every third friday when forest park has their uh their event that they've been having like i'll have is, a is that the, the bathroom one no the tour de loo the yeah. one that naked art like puts on it's the third friday so not interfering with love show but um uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> but on the third friday then we'll have i'll be able to introduce like a new illustrator or artist like every month and i love being able to do that and yeah. have a gallery show and have music and you know like entertainment and you know have a reason for people to connect and be inspired and to dream really yeah i think it was really cool too to be in france like i mean obviously this idea started before we went over there but then when we were there following um we both follow this girl jamie beck um she's ann street studios on instagram but people like her and then you Even locally, like, um, we love Ashley Kicklighter. She does amazing mm-hmm. things. Oh, she's but, like, amazing. but mm-hmm. people who are, are creating the life that they want and just saying, this is what I want. Like, these are the things yeah. that I want in my life. Yeah. This is the shoes that I want to wear that are going to make me feel more creative and do more things and feel inspired and things like that. It's so. about living it, not just, like, yeah. aspiring to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, fully embracing it. And yeah. making it happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One it's like taking it on. Because I think that it's, we talk, we've talked about this before, but it's, I think it's a part of your identity. And for someone who has a kind of creative gifting, it's something that comes out of you without, like, you have to let it out. You can't bottle it up. And the longer it stays down there, the more smothered it gets and the less, like, clarity you have but when you start kind of letting little things out you start I I feel like that's what France was for you you were able to release a whole lot to kind of decipher through what you wanted Mm -hmm. and then you came back with refinement and you knew like this is our goal this is what I need you were able to try and to test and to experiment and now you're coming back full force and you're like you know what this is what I need and I think that that's Mm -hmm. so cool that you got the opportunity to do that and such a rare opportunity but i think that everyone can have that if you are willing to really put the effort into letting it go and trying to just see where the pieces fall yeah yeah i mean i think um ashley kickletter is actually a very great example of uh this but when she was first thinking about making the move to birmingham and quitting the design world of um Atlanta like you know she had a job like a stable job like it was amazing all the kind of stuff but she knew what she wanted to do and so what she ended up doing was just creating the content that she wanted to be hired for so her and Hannah just you know would pack up every weekend and they'd like travel and just hunt down different like beautiful places and then suddenly because she was doing what she wanted to do and creating content and if you're an artist you absolutely know this like the world of like living consignment like uh what is it commit commission commission life is the worst it's 
like it keeps you shifting so much about like it throws you off what you want to do but you say yes because you need the money and you need to build a like but it's not necessarily the work you want to do but you say yes because you need to and so um you keep having to shift gears because it's not your vision it's like oh i saw this thing on pinterest and i want this thing and can you add like five more blah 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 and that's literally what it is and i've done it alan's done it Mm -hmm. martha ellen's done it it's been insane and so when you finally realize like okay i know where i want to go and i'm just going to create the content that i want to be hired for um ashley is proof of that and same thing with hannah now she's getting flown all over the place to do the work she loves and she's known for what you you know like so she's absolutely incredible i like all the applause to ashley and hannah for doing that that. team is just incredible Mm -hmm. they do such but it's great i mean they were it was only a year ago or a little over a year ago where they did that where they were both like at this standoff like hannah was working during the day at a shop and ashley was working at a branding agency and they knew what they wanted to do and they just made it happen yeah um with limited funds and resources and time they just made it happen and um and it did over time sam that's what we're kind of wanting to do as well but we have big plans for what we want the shop to be beyond like Yes, we have two year a two year lease in which we want to be the shop, but we hope to expand and eventually have like a fully immersive experience that um, goes from just like housing illustrators and artists and makers and all this to then um, in getting people a taste of like good design. And I think that's already started in Birmingham, but I just want to keep continue to foster that. And then I eventually want it to be a publishing house. Like um, we're going to have books everywhere, but this is the dream. So I want to have a two story cool. place. I want to have the bottom floor be like the cool shop, maybe a little cafe, like whatever, everything. And then on the top floor, I want to be the art director and I want my sister to be the um, editor. And we like uh, publish like beautiful art books and um cookbooks and like all of that like the whole shebang so that's like 5 10 20 years whatever cool. but i was like i want to start with this like creative introduction into yeah. birmingham and the house and be like you know the heartbeat and then like from that like we can start to introduce all the weird and cool and <laughs> we need a little more weird and beautiful <laughs> stuff like yeah we just want different different stuff you mm-hmm. know just mm-hmm. something different people want it i mean inspirational different things we open a new brewery we open a new yeah. ice cream thing we open a new gallery show like people will come like when you build it they're like yes yeah. oh my gosh like as someone who grew up yeah. in birmingham what do we have we had like tgi fridays and and walmart <laughs> like that was it yeah. and so the fact that we have all these like passion filled businesses that are like yeah i make my own candles yeah i make like my own ice cream it's incredible and so you see people flocking to it because they want it and they crave it Mm -hmm. they don't want a cookie cutter life Mm. i think that's what i've been realizing about like just this whole thing too is having so much pent up things and ideas and desires and finally just saying we're gonna do it it doesn't make sense but this is what we're going for just brings so much peace yeah like to a creative person it just brings so much relief like yeah is it hard and is it going to be difficult i'm sure but Mm -hmm. but there's also just this we're going to do it we're going to try it it's going to work like we're going to make it happen and it's starting with like the essence of what we want to build so that's what's like really made me feel so much more like Every now and then I'm saying, yes, is this a huge mistake? Like, yeah. what the hell are, are we, we doing? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, no, it's not. Because yeah. at least now I have a peace of mind, like, yeah. that an idea is fully formed and starting. Mm-hmm. And, like, something that I've had an idea for is going to move forward. Yeah. And, like, not smashing 10 years of ideas, like, because I think... It, I mean, I don't know. I, as a creative person, I'm always thinking, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. I want to do this. And then thinking, wait, I need five years to do that. Okay. Well, maybe that won't work. <laughs> uh, but feeling the need to do it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where I think this has been a, a huge pressure relief. And so any creative person 
if you're asking if this is a mistake, just go for it and yeah, try it and that. start mm-hmm. with what you have. Mm. I've been Take saying that over and over the past like months since we've been back. I'm like, is this a mistake? Is this a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but every time I'm able to quiet it with like, I've done the research. I know the market. I know the vision. I know the vendors. Yeah. I've looked at this over and out. Like it's going to be fine. I just need to like get there. I just need to open and I know everything's going to be just as going to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm excited to see like where it goes. And yeah. How it grows and I can't wait. It's exciting. Um, there's been, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean the, it, it is interesting and I'm glad that Birmingham hasn't been, I'm glad that Birmingham hasn't been a mistake because I really had a season where I thought it was the biggest mistake I we mean, made. Yes. I was like, Alan, we had connections. We could have had jobs in New York. We could be living the life. I could be working at Penguin Room House Publishing and you could be working at Vince Camuto and we'd be all cute and la la la, we're in Central Park and taking pictures <laughs> and we're living our careers. Like, yeah. But then we're like, let's go to Birmingham. Birmingham will like us. And they say, no, I don't want you. <laughs> and that's like what it felt like. It felt like we don't want you. Go away. Like, yeah. just like, this awful awful feeling and so it's nice to be like no like this was not a mistake i feel firmly like rooted i feel like this is going to be an amazing season it's been a great year this has been our year we have great kids this is the year i thought 30 was going to be the year starting 31 31 is the year Mm. i'll just year off yeah you're close (laughs) close Mm -hmm. enough so Alan and I, like I said, we went to college after everyone else and <laughs> we're like, let's go to art school. And so, oh, oh I don't want you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Alan and I, like when I say we were poor, I think it is the poorest we've ever been, like even more so than right now, right before like this, you know, jumping off point into the business. Um, and so Alan and I moved to Savannah with the promise of, um, yeah, we have jobs waiting for you, all this kind of stuff. And we're so excited. I get there and SCAD has a hiring freeze. I didn't know this. I didn't know what it's called. I don't know what made up HR thing that they did, but they had a hiring freeze. And so Alan and I had to live in a brand new city. And if anyone's moved, you know what that's like to have to do all fork out all these moving expenses and deposit and first month rent, last month rent, all that kind of stuff. And then you're left with nothing. And so you're like, okay, but I'll make money in two weeks at least. Nope. (laughs) And so I'm having to, to try to support us from going from two full-time jobs with benefits to absolutely nothing um like a server like part-time thing in this slowest part of savannah like like it's it's so slow it's just a dead season yeah it's a dead season because it's so hot no one wants to go and so al and i are like I mean, I'm like, can I just have like a side of cucumbers or something from like my boss? Cause it was in a restaurant and I was just, I remember we were still trying to make friends and like act like we weren't poor. And so, and so like some friends are like, you want to go to us to the beach? And we're like, yes, that sounds great. Cause we don't have to pay for gas and we're just riding there and it'll be great. Well, when you go with other people, you are just kind of at their mercy. And so we're there way too long. We're like, completely sunburnt exhausted hungry and have no money and so like we're go- we're at this like crab shack like type which is awesome if you <laughs> go to savannah go to the crab shack it's like it's cool. but, but it's not like joe's crab shack oh it's sorry, like, i was thinking joe's crab shack no, i was no, like no. this is like <laughs> no this is like some weird bio looking it's like on the water it's good. Got like alligators yeah, and cool. stuff like snapping at you and stuff it's great but for people who have no money it's not great. Not so great. so Alan yeah, and I seafood for people with who are poor. Yeah. So we really. we've been on the beach for like eight hours. We're sunburned, exhausted, hungry, and everyone around us is like eating, but we have no money. I mean, like no money, but we're like at this point where we're trying to still feel cool, like around everyone. Right. And so you can't be like, can you like spot me money? Because I don't know when I can pay them back. I got to pay my power bill. So I just yeah. you know, and so I'm just sitting there, and my hunger gets the better of me. And there's this sweet. Uh, family who is just like next door and uh, uh, like on the next table and they have like one of those mega platters of seafood and don't even touch it and they go to leave and so I fully go over there and I, when the waitress yes. is not looking and I grab the whole thing in true college style and just bring it over yes. and just start eating and like but Which in we that were... moment I was like was this a mistake <laughs> to move to Savannah I'm just like eating random people's 
food and like not thinking twice about it because I was I just like oh my gosh it was so bad but I just remember thinking wait did the friends see you doing it oh yeah I just think I didn't care at that point but I got props because everyone was like yeah that was a great move and so I was like yes I made friends and no one knows I'm poor (laughs) this is awesome (laughs) and it was Oh, yeah, but that was definitely a moment of that month and a half was just so... (laughs) I remember us splitting a can of tuna. I remember, like, it was just bad. Like, thankfully, we lived in a walkable town, so we biked everywhere, like, just bare minimum. Like, lived in the heat because we're like, can't do the power bill, like, (laughs) can't have it go over. So it was just... But that was, you know, we went from structure and the highlands bubble and friends and paying jobs with insurance and all that kind of stuff to like trace the street and it immediately slapped us in the face coming to speed over this was such a mistake <laughs> but then it was amazing and look at all this then stuff that's great, happened yeah. but it was great <laughs> then you got a degree and we got a degree yeah. yes <laughs> that's expensive and you went to <laughs> france yeah. and france yeah and france. that worked out too yeah. what's your funny mistake I have a lot of funny. Yeah. Um, yes, I mean, most of that, let's see the first, like I really should have known better mistake was I, I was out in Colorado doing this church ministry thing. The Mercedes that I had at the time just went kaput and uh, yeah, like it needed a new transmission. It was going to be more than the car was worth. Anyways, it worked out that this guy that I knew had a a lady had a debt with him that needed to be repaid so he really wanted my mercedes as a project so we ended up working it out that this lady had a jeep we traded cars and he gave she gave him the car so it all worked out like all three of us hmm. ended up it's like a, a three-way everyone what gets paid like <laughs> <laughs> so, i love this barter system like, <laughs> i know it was great <laughs> Um, so I got this Jeep. I mean, I wanted a Jeep and four wheel drive for Mm. like ever. And I'm in Colorado. This is like dream come true day. And it's like beautiful out windows down. Dave Matthews band playing. (laughs) I mean, come on. And (laughs) so I just take this off road and I just go up this trail road who knows what it is thing and i'm like i'll i mean if you know take this as far as i can full tank of gas no big deal and i mean i'm probably gone on this trail for like i probably went on that trail for like two hours just up and up and up and up and up and i'm thinking this thing just doesn't end like i'm thinking this is great and then it starts getting colder and i'm like Oh yeah, it's Colorado. It's like getting colder and it's getting colder and it's getting colder. And then I hit snow and I'm like, no big deal. I've got four wheel drive. Yeah, I'm in a (laughs) Jeep. And so I put it in four wheel drive and I'm going on these roads and I'm having a blast and I'm going through snow drifts and everything. And I decide to go through this snow drift and it takes me through it and on the other side I can't stop and end up putting my driver's side tire over the edge of a cliff that's probably like 2,000 feet down and think (laughs) oh my god this was a mistake (laughs) Uh, so after I regained some consciousness realized I I mean I'm just like white knuckle on this thinking I'm I'm gonna die I have told no one where I am. I have been driving for two hours up this trail that I've not seen a soul and I'm going to die right now. This is it. This is how it goes through the trees, 2000 feet down. And then I got my wits about me. I was like, wait, I haven't moved. I'm just fine. I'm in four wheel drive. I should be able to put it in reverse and just drive out. <laughs> and I put it in reverse and drive back and sat there for a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> and decided that I had enough and went back, went down. Went back down. <laughs> wow. Never went back up that mountain? Mm-mm. <laughs> but I remember it yeah. pretty vividly. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. That was a mistake. Most, yeah. <laughs> Most of your mistakes involve cars. Yeah, yeah, they do. The other one was here and it was it was just like the norm it was the normal thing for everyone to go and hang out at my friend's house and watch the office and nice. Yeah, my friend Chadwick and I were like <laughs> stupid we're not doing that we're finding adventure (laughs) and so it was like raining he has a four-wheel drive truck makes sense you go mudding we'll drive (laughs) yeah and so we went (laughs) we went mudding and we found some trails and then i was like hey if you go over this like field i know another trail over here and so we go over this field and the grass is super tall and all of a sudden the truck just stops and we're like okay we kind of felt like we hit something so we get out or like trying to figure it out he's like puts in four-wheel drive like can't go anywhere so i'm like oh yeah get out and see what's going on and we're clearly like in this little ditch like the front driver's side tires in this ditch and i'm pushing on the door trying to get out i'm like chadwick unlock the door he says it is unlocked and i'm pushing on the door and i can't get the door open and so I finally put my legs into it and push the door open and still don't realize it until I hop out and the floorboard is at my neck and oh. the truck is completely <gasps> tilted. And he just, I just remember seeing him wide eyed staring at me and only my head <laughs> and not, neither of us had realized like, the gravity of the situation. <laughs> and then so I'm just like, we're trying to figure this out. I mean, the truck is almost like flipped over. Yeah. That's how bad. I mean, how are we going to get out of this? We're calling everyone we can. Everyone's, Everyone's in the like, office. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm watching the office. We're like an hour away. And then anyone else that I knew close was like, hey, I, I just got the kids to bed, whatever. You know, I'm like, <laughs> we really need you. Yeah. Like, can you please? Um, it just happened to work out that. Oh, well, for first is we're calling everyone that we can and it starts pouring. I mean, it was raining. Now it is pouring monsoon. I mean, the ditch instantly is just a river and Chadwick is in the driver's seat holding the steering wheel, staying really still watching through a little corner in his mirror. And he goes, um, Alan. And I said, don't you dare. He's like, um, I'm staying real still and and I think we're moving. And I was like, I know, but I just didn't want you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it can, it's obvious that the tire is like sinking into this ditch even more. So like we're already about to flip. Now it's really going to flip over. And right then all these people from this like church group came down the hill. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Did and you know them? Yeah, it was at Highlands. Like it was over it was like all that, all that construction like, development before anything was there. And so these people came down the hill from church and saw us because we have tail lights yeah. eight feet in the air. <laughs> and a bunch of guys got on the very edge, like the corner of the tailgate, and it was I mean, it was full crumbed perfectly that four guys on the back of the tailgate pulled the truck up so that we could get three wheels back and oh, drove out just like the mountain experience gosh <laughs> put it in four wheel drive and just drove back out that's so we so went funny. to our friend's house and watched the office because <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake <laughs> and his car was okay yeah it, made it. it was yeah, fine it was just the ditch a like bit. yeah yeah. When you look for adventure, you often find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wise. <laughs> wow. Those are my two driving cars. No, those are great. Story good. Mistakes. Really good. Those are two probably yeah, really good mistakes. I know never to get in a car with you. Yes. <laughs> oh, there was a third one though. It we happened this summer. <laughs> When there's a, a translation <laughs> issue with <sighs> diesel and gasoline. They, yeah, they if you ever go diesel. to France, they Gazole they use diesel, diesel like everything, which like the people were telling me, hey, it's a diesel car. Like the school has a diesel car for us to use, and so I'm like, Duh. big deal. I okay, I I drive diesel trucks. <laughs> I know diesel. I yeah. owned a diesel car for a while. Okay, 
<laughs> and so we're going up to Lyon. And Which is two hours away from where we're staying. Three hours away. Three hours away from where we're staying. From where we're staying to get leather for our project and everything. So they say it's a diesel car. I say, yeah, big deal. Wonderful. I'll put diesel in it. So we get to the gas station and I see diesel nowhere. There's like five fuel choices that I can choose from and none of them say diesel. There's Gazol, G-A-Z-O-L-E. And then there's like SP6612 and SP333. And I'm thinking, okay, (laughs) Gazol is yellow. And the other two are green. And I'm like, gasol, gasolina in yeah. Spanish, gas, gasoline. Okay. Not, not that, that one. Yeah. So I do the other one, which is like straight premium gas. <laughs> Diesel cars don't like that. No. <laughs> and I don't even know how, like. We got all the way to Leon. I mean, it was like at a least testament a- to Ford and their engines because I get Hashtag all the way to Leon and <laughs> on gasoline and like on gas. And then the best part was is like the whole day was just crap because it was like I put this in there and the entire time I'm thinking, I don't think this That's is right, right. <laughs> but it makes sense. Gas gasoline gasoline like over here diesel is always green yeah over, over there, there all they use is diesel so i'm like green green gas gas okay so i put yeah no nope <laughs> we get to leon and it just sounds like hell like because it, it sounds, sounds like, like marbles are just like the, <laughs> engine, the engine is just a bunch of marbles and we go like and the first thing that we are getting to because we're trying to navigate in in france and so everything's in french and we're trying not to use our data like dummies because we're like it's so expensive mm-hmm. for like ten dollars a day so we're like we're just gonna try to do this on no data and so we finally get to a parking deck but it's every nothing's above ground it's like all underground so we are this trying to go deck. down and we are 12 floors down like <laughs> and this Whoa. parking deck Al's like good lord we are never emerging from this pit and at so, this time i was still like i'm like maybe i, I did something there's no way I, there's no but we i'm just in denial i'm like far. i make sense gas yeah. gasoline <laughs> gasoline. still try it to... makes sense so and we it... get everything that we need to and we get back in the car still still sounds like hell get to the leather place and that's supposed to be the last place that we're going before we go back home like or you know like lacoste and so i mean at this point it's like 4:45, and uh if you don't know this about france they don't stay open for anyone they have a 35 or 30 35 hour, hour work. maximum work week they take a two-hour lunch in the middle of the day there's like a lot of things that you do and you don't like i mean someone could be bleeding out and you leave at five o'clock on the dot because you have dinner to get to and you like are not going to stop for anyone <laughs> and that's how everyone is like it doesn't matter someone's in the store go away we're closing at five like it yeah and so alan and i are at the, like the leather place and there he's like loading us up and he's like hearing he's like, okay this great engine. see he's you like, later uh, you can tell like i know i should help them but, yeah, but i don't want to get involved I'm close. so i'm gonna go <laughs> we're home. closing now so i just yeah and so we're like mechanic he's like maybe somewhere in this direction like, find the supermarket like, there's there's a mechanic right there and so that way i find the supermarket this is not my problem there is no, there's no mechanic, mechanic. It's so, five o'clock at this point. We were screwed. And so, and like, he just pulled into the first thing, which is a Renault dealership. And I have like, you know, little baby Harrison, three months old in the back seat, stalled out car, will not move for anything. And we're just like hoping that something happens. And so, so this poor like, dealership guy, like they're going to, they're supposed English, to close. We're trying to like troubleshoot yeah. the car. And then I say, Hey, by chance, did I put the wrong diesel in it? And he was like, no. There's not I a mean, different kind of diesel. I was like, well, there, you know, there was two types of diesel there. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, there are different types, but no, you can use them the same. Um, I was like, well, it was like diesel. It was like gasoline and then diesel, diesel. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What colors? And I was like, yellow, green, green. And he was like, Genial. no, <laughs> diesel, petrol, petrol. And I was like, no. <laughs> All my worst fears came true. And I realized how much of an idiot i was do you guys have any pages you want to plug websites 
Um, I your own instance. The biggest, yeah, I was like the biggest updating is Dreamers Supply Co. on Instagram and Facebook and the website. It's all the same. Dreamers cool. yeah. Supply Co. And do yours too, could you? Oh yeah, and then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Caitlin Rose Slattery. I'm about to spell it: K A I T L I N R O S E S L A T T E R Y. Alan J A L A N J Slattery. Yep, that's my personal. And then, um, obviously, Dreamer Supply Company. And then, uh, my brand within Dreamer Supply Company is going to be called uh, American Noble. And so you can follow that at the American Noble on Instagram. Cool. Nice. I haven't posted anything over yet all on of it, their beautiful things. But it's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do post about my baby unapologetically on my personal oh, account. Yeah. So don't give me shit about it. <laughs> He's beautiful. So mm-hmm. this will acceptable. be out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. What is the. Do you have like an official launch date for yes. Dreamers? So Supply? the grand opening is September 28th from 5 to 9 p.m. in Forest Park, 825 39th Street South. Um, and it's sandwiched between Rougarou and Zoe's Vintage and Kind Roots Yoga is right above it. So, so come to the opening because there's going to be like wine and stuff and art. And wine then go and to Loft there. Show. <laughs> yeah. Wine. You had and me at wine. Drink more wine yes. and beer and, and more stuff. art. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here. This yes. is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so guys. Are amazing. Thanks for having us. This is so cool. <laughs> if you have any mistakes and oh, you yeah. want them put on the pod, then podcast. <laughs> Then um, DM us on Instagram or send us an email at this was a mistake podcast, podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we'll share it here. Uh, can be totally anonymous. Just wait. We're going to start next week. Next week with releasing some of those suckers. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, bye. 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 This was a mistake. Coming up next week. Oh my god, did he tell the puppy story? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my my god.